Had to help dig some dirt yesterday. For what? A gravesite? No, yeah, like that, you know, burying stuff. Cool. No, it's I'm for capital- the backyard. They they put in a French drain uh, in the fall. And now we have like planting new grass. We had to put new dirt down. And uh, it's like we're working with uh, our neighbor. And the neighbor keeps offering me a beer. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm it's too hot. I'm I'm fucking dying. Um, so maybe maybe later. And then he's like, all right. And then he just like shotguns a beer in the middle of the afternoon. Just pretty funny. I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. Why isn't he just pretty doing funny. this podcast with us? <laughs> I know. Yeah, he, should he fits be. the vibe quite nicely. <laughs> he just—I couldn't believe he just starts shotgunning a beer. I'm like, damn! I'm you're you're like forty with children. Myself, I'm going. <laughs> Steel Whoa. reserves, and then I've also got uh, whiskey and I do two whiskeys. <laughs> Whoa, nice! Yeah, you should shotgun that steel reserve. I would die. No, you'd be fine. Your body's used to steel reserve. True, but in slow, enjoyable, it's like water portion. Well, it is water. It's yeah, but it's a water you sip and enjoy. You don't rush that greatness. Oh, okay. Right, so it's a sipping. That's water. how it works. Yeah, sipping water. <laughs> that's yeah, a that's thing. That's how it works. That's a thing. Sure, sure it is. So, an invincible finale. Oh yeah, no, no cool rap songs in it this week. No, there's no "Dies to the God" songs. No songs. Period. That I remember. I think there was. There was, there was some something, songs, but it wasn't but like, like a cool, like, yeah. it wasn't Run the Jewels or Cave Lair or something fucking awesome like that. Yeah. You know, I, I realized I'm, I'm on a subreddit called Hip Hop Circle Jerk, and I realized uh, after you keep talking about Run the Jewels, oh, how I often- I imagine they're huge in that. <laughs> how often they're just like mentioning Run the Jewels. Little whiny, tasteless cons bitching about how amazing <laughs> they fucking are. Yeah. It's like, that's what those Circle Jerk things are, is they just like make fun of stuff that- uh, people think are really popular um so whenever like they don't know what to title something they'll just say run the jewels cool so i guess that's really a popular thing I, i've never been as uh clued into those since this podcast i mean they're gonna open up for rage against the machine they were going oh. to like last year and then they've pushed it back to like two years from now so i mean that's how you know they're fucking awesome rage against the machine likes them enough to tour with them yeah that's cool. And they combine the powers of not just LP, but also Killer Mike. What more could oh. you want? And plus, they even have a song about how if you don't like them, you're clearly a racist. So, facts is <laughs> so facts. Obviously. There you go. Yeah. It's your racist Reddit posts that you're into. <laughs> no, they they are they are liking Run the Jewels in those Reddit Oh, I thought posts, they were shitting all over them because they're so popular. No, they're, they're liking it, but they're doing it. They're liking it, but they're doing it ironically. Oh, okay. That's what that's what a circle jerk is. It's like you talk about how great something is in a sarcastic way, but deep down you actually do like that thing. Oh, I just or not even that deep down until I nut on a cracker or something. I thought that's what a circle jerk was. Oh yeah, it's it's like that, but with uh, people on or the with internet. Words. Yeah, and compliments apparently. Yeah, cool. Good for good for them. I guess those guys are okay. They're not that racist. They're only a little bit racist. Yeah, I'm sure. And like the gaming circle jerk, speaking of racism, like all they do is talk about how racist and sexist they are. 
It's like whenever there's a woman character in a video game, they post a picture of that and say literally 1984. It's good stuff. Why would they say 1984? Like, oh, because um, graphics were god awful. No, because because you can't say slurs on PlayStation Network now. So it's 1984, like the the book about not being able I'm, to say slurs I'm on the internet. Not well read when it comes to real literature. My extent goes to books with pictures of cartoon characters doing superhuman shit. Yeah. Okay. Then that's the book is about you can't say racial slurs on uh, while you're gaming online. That's cool. Um, from what I understand from these posts that I see. But um, yeah, I, I mean, we both called that last week exactly how that entire episode was going to yeah. play out. Yeah. No surprise. I mean, I've, no, because it's that was kind of a good way, a good place to stop when we read it in the first place. Yeah. Once we got to that point, it's like, okay, now they're going to do stuff that's probably do like filler episodes and then come back to fucking Mark's dad at some point way down the line. So we got to get through all that shit to get to the good stuff again, I I feel like is going to happen. Yeah, just like they do uh, this week. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) So that worked out. Yeah. I mean, well, it's the same spot that the show ended is where we're going to pick up next week. So that's good. I mean, perfect, perfect timing. All right, you ready to get this train on the tracks? I do. Wait, one more thing. I do like how uh, Omni Man. What's this? Nolan. I like how he's referring to his wife as basically the equivalent of a pet. Yeah, that's fun. Because <laughs> like, uh, she'll die off within like what's essentially for him like a one hundredth of a lifespan for him. Yeah, like a pet time. Yeah, yeah. That like makes a sense. goldfish does when you're a kid. Like two weeks is the max, and then they die. Oh yeah, that's sure. The human life is basically to him. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that, that is cool. That fucking monorail train uh, subway thing. Subway. Oh yeah, that subway Trains, scene man. was fucking amazing. He held yeah, him cool. by his face and pushed it in through it just to bloodshed or let all the bloodshed like be caused simply by his fucking face and like his flailing arms. Maybe that was so fucking brutally awesome. Holy shit! Yeah. It was cool, but I don't appreciate his hatred of trains. Yeah, I mean, that was a casualty I wasn't okay with. Yeah, the, That's that where I got the line. I was fine with like the kid getting the building smashed on him and the uh, yeah. mother getting her arm ripped off while like trying to save her kid. Fuck yeah, them. Who fine. gives a shit? They're human lives. They're extendable. But trains, yeah. subways, even even like even shitty trains, aka the subway, not cool. Yeah, you can make more people, but you can't make more trains. Yeah. Well, I mean you easily can but not as easily it takes time and effort right. a lot yeah. more all the trains in the world are already there all the trains there will ever be oh that would be the darkest day in human history you gotta really take care of our trains what we have left get to work engineers or whatever people make trains yeah speaking of trains you ready to stand on the track and uh, cut this train in half with your uh, I'm going to invincible the shit out of all the uh, people on it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Get ready. You've been warned. <laughs> Welcome to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics Edition. Here's Dave. And I'm Donnie. 
This week we are talking about Jupiter's Legacy 2 or Jupiter's Legacy Volume 4 um, Netflix edition or whatever the fuck it is. You're going to confuse people. (laughs) Yeah, it's very confusing. Jupiter's Legacy Netflix edition Volume 4. All right, that one too. Uh, Wet Hot American Summer and Marvel, or shit, I didn't write this whole thing down. The Superhero Superhero Squad Squad show. Yeah. Endgame or whatever the final, I forget what clever title they had. Yeah, it was um, the final the battle. Enough said. Yeah, yeah the finale. There it is. That's it. Clever, very clever. All right, what do you want to talk about first? So, how much research did you actually do into that whole differentiating the Netflix edition to the uh, actual website edition? All right, so let's start with Jupiter's Legacy Two slash Jupiter's Legacy Volume Four. Uh, fucking Netflix Come on. edition, Netflix whatever edition, it is. Volume four. No, oh, Netflix edition, volume four. There you go. There we go. So I got that hoopla thing to read. Uh, hot, wet American summer. But side note: How fucking awesome and great is that? Did you use the zoom in feature at all? How fucking amazing and game changing is that? But I, I could zoom in on. Fuck you. The read website it from the laptop already. and then tell me. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Dick. Get an iPad. It's great, man. You gotta, you gotta it's, spend like six hundred dollars on an iPad so you can zoom in on comic books more easily. I don't even understand the reason for an iPad. I can read from my laptop or my phone. I don't need a thing that does nothing but that specifically. Well, it's good for watching shows on it too. I can watch shows on my laptop if you're or traveling my phone. or something. I don't yeah. need a shittier version of both of them to do it on. It's thinner than a laptop and yeah, bigger than a phone. I'm a it's a middle ground thing. All right. Anyway, on Hoopla, I had to download that. So I looked up Jupiter's Legacy to see what you read. And I recognized the covers of what I read a couple weeks ago, the Jupiter's Legacy on the Read Comic Online website, which is volume three or Netflix edition volume three. And Netflix edition volume four had the same cover as Jupiter's Legacy two, which we read this week. How fucking stupid is that? I don't know why they switched Who, it up like that. did that? I don't know. Fucking Netflix, man. So I'll be 100% honest since we're talking about it now. I like mine way, way, way more than yours, even though I wasn't like super sold on mine because of how slow it started. Just because I liked those characters in their prime a bit more than the shitty like seeds of theirs. I, I like, like the shitty not, seeds. Not once. Again, with like the taking fucking goddamn forever to introduce your characters. Like, I, I get that, like, this is the second volume. So maybe, like, in the first one, it actually went through and did. Are you but talking about Sky Fox? No. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like every single person in that group's name. Like, it took forever. I don't know what the son's name is. Like, uh, it, uh, I don't think he Sky had Fox's one. grandson, that kid. I don't know his name. They just kept referring to him as the boy. So yeah, I clearly missed boy. whatatever the fuck they introduced that kid. His, his last wife, issue, they introduced last like Claire. They introduced the son. Chloe. Chloe, yeah. Um, introduced her brother. There, there was um, only maybe like four or five people who got a name drop mentioned in this entire volume. Yeah, this, this volume's a direct continuation of the one that I read last week. So you did get more of those names. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on like the brother's name. Brian? Um, Bryce? Um, Maybe something something with a B or Brandon or something. Brandon, yeah, Brandon. Okay, Brandon. <laughs> and then uh and then the Ultron man's son was also named. 
Did I forget that one? Shane, maybe? Still not maybe. stupid. Not yeah. superhuman and awesome. <laughs> Just a regular name. It's a shitty, like, everyday name, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess they don't really name the characters that well. And this one wasn't as good as the previous volume that I read, but I, I didn't really expect it to be that much better. But I liked it well enough, but it had a lot of had a lot of flaws. Still a lot of super high reviews, though. I, I, I was looking for like really negative reviews pointing out the huge problems with the story, but there was none of there that. There aren't any. They've just proved it to you. Oh yeah, I guess With that's all right. All those reviews from Amazon came in yeah. great condition. Five stars. Did, oh yeah, <laughs> my son loved it on his birthday. Five stars. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there are no flaws. Yeah, well, okay. So for one thing, I, I think it's strange that that power rod that Jason had just runs on regular ass batteries. I, I mean, I guess it was made from stupid. a flashlight, but he, he Jimmy rigged it out of a goddamn flashlight and like a, a hair blower or whatever the fuck you call them. Yeah. And yet somehow he gave it the powers of like, I'm I, I, I'm still under the impression that the Blue Bolt is basically their version of the Green Lantern, where it's like an alien technology thing. Okay. But he somehow like made it out of bullshit household appliances, MacGyver style, and somehow it still has the exact same power levels. It does all the same shit as the Blue Bolt's actual alien rod version did. That's fucking dumb as fuck. Yeah, he just did it real quick. So, and so Sky Fox made this for his son, Jason, who we talked about last time, how he teleported a train on top of an army, and it was the greatest thing ever. Oh, that was him? That was him, yeah. Oh, cool. It was amazing. Way better than Invincible, because he treated that train as a as a tool rather than a just thing to be destroyed. Oh, yeah. well, Omni-Man treated it as a blender, basically. Yeah, I guess that's Full of true. sacrificial lambs. Or like yeah. a, a like the thing at the cattle slaughter place. More like that. Oh, yeah, like that. Okay. Like that thing. Is Sky Fox like just supposed to be a Tony Stark Batman type, or or does he actually have like some sort of superpower where he can make things really good and easily? I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be superhuman or not. Because everyone well, seemed really well, afraid of him. Well, also, because in this, like I never got that impression at all before yeah. the, the one i read last week but in this one later on when he first shows up at the base after like the grandkid uh guilt trips him into like joining the fucking resistance or whatever mm-hmm. like he shows up and he's like oh where's my center console hologram bullshit map thing like oh yeah we sold that off on ebay years ago and then like there's a, a box of like nut and bolts and yeah. like it, it looked like he was like somehow making them float up out of it so oh, i don't that's know right. maybe he's kind of a like that one dude from the X-Men back when a uh, beast formed that like trifecta of like scientists, like the one guy, I, I can't remember I was, his name. It's I was going to say Magneto. Man. It's not machine man. It's something fucking equally as not great as that, but you okay. can talk to machines and basically make them do anything and do anything with like machine parts. So I, a, I don't know. Maybe he power. has some power like that. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, I, I guess but, if he, yeah, he did lift those bolts up, but he only did it like one time. I, I feel like you should use that more than one time, right? Like if you can just telepathically make shit lift shit, why do you only do that to get some bolts and wires out of your ship? Yeah. And like, I, I there were even like two or three entire Skyfox only like stories in that one I read last week. And not once did he do anything even like remotely okay. similar to that. So I don't know well, if this is a he knows or not. 
All right. So, yeah, I mean, that's one thing. I don't understand Sky Fox's powers and why people feared him so much. And Sky Fox is kind of like a hero because they said he got in trouble, like all the superheroes ganged up on him because he was trying to bring down the banks. He sounds like a hero. Yeah, bring down the banks. Fuck it. Why do you need like a gang of 100 superheroes to beat the shit out of them? Because of banks. That's fucked up. Need the banking systems. Yeah, sure. Uh, everything is fucking Bitcoined. It should be, though. It will be soon. He's a hero. He's a goddamn hero. Not Bitcoin. What's the one that Ralph bought that you said was shittier version of Bitcoin? Uh, Ripple. That one. Not everything is that. Ripley? Well, bank, banks are... Ripple is much more similar to banks than Bitcoin, so... I, I'm so okay with bringing heroes. down Ripple. Yeah, sure. Take down Bitcoin. Invest in Ripple. Fuck Ethereum. Dogecoin. Then, but the and the other thing too. Speaking of heroes, like hundreds of heroes ganging up on one, they they really like doing that. So they did that to Sky Fox. They did that to Utopian and his wife, uh, Lady Liberty. Right? I think that yeah. was her name. And they tried to do it to Chloe as well. So and they, they did it. They, I mean, they did it to the, what was that samurai girl who was the daughter of Walter? Oh, yeah. They did it to her, too. Yeah, I forget her name, but yeah, the the sword ninja looking one. Yeah, sure. They Yeah, they really like doing that. That's like their one thing. It's like, do you even really need, I guess you don't really need like that powerful of superpowers if you're just ganging up like 100 to 1. Strength in numbers, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Madrix would flourish in this world. Yeah, he would. Another thing about Sky Fox is he just got murdered immediately. They bring him in. He's like, all right, I'll help you out. And then he sees Walter and Walter just immediately like melts his face off. I thought it was going to be a fake out. That's what I, I kept waiting for that to like, yeah. pop up and like reveal himself. It was like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> and then Jason's like, dad, you're really dead now. And then I'm like, oh, I guess he is really dead. Holy fuck. I thought he's he was got to come back at some point in time. Like it has to be a fake out somehow. Yeah, that is a, cause that was very like, immediate and so weak and no one gave a fuck. And like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that happened. Whoops. All right. So the one note I had here, that Freddie Mercury looking dude who was in the like stasis oh. tube in, I think it was Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Repro Man. I was calling him. I, he's he's kind of like a Bollywood superhero, but yeah, Freddie Mercury. I just kept calling too. him Freddie Mercury. He was. I was calling awesome. him Bollywood. Yeah, he was cool. But uh, I love like so. Basically, his power is he just he's Hope Summers. Basically, he absorbs the powers around him of anyone in, within whatever his vicinity range is. So he takes them from uh, Walter's daughter, the awesome ninja badass girl, because she also has the telepathic uh, ability that you were telling me about last week. Mm-hmm. Where Walter could like fucking murder the shit out of you and just like put you at ease. So he takes that power from her. And I love that in his version of it for her to trap her in is just like a weird smoking old cat, like riding a My Little Pony looking unicorn. Like, yeah, that was fucking great. That's the highlight of this book for me. I love that part. Yeah, that's cool. It's a great, great uh, mind prison to be in. And then later on, he and Walter are like kind of squaring off to like, help jason out and they just keep <clears throat> superimposing one another into like an icu for whatever reason because yeah, that was weird. they both got beat by the other one that was fun i mean that was a fun sequence of events that guy's my favorite character he's offspring he is cool 
and th- that's kind of the other thing too is like the the big problem because Walter is like very very powerful and he has he can do all this shit. Um, he seems like really unstoppable uh, until Jason just his so his flashlight works by he just says where he wants to go and then it will teleport there. So he's like says Hong Kong and then he's just in fucking Hong Kong somewhere I guess in a huge city. Walter made a bunch of copies of himself like fake fake outs and he just says to his flashlight the real walter's head and then it just teleports inside his head killing him why didn't you just do that in the first place why did you wait so long to do that like we don't need to waste like however many issues like forming this super group of like a rebel like force to take on the bad guys you could just instantly say at any point in time just like hey teleport this or teleport like a fucking ice pick right through that guy's head and it's over like why waste any time doing any of this yeah i really i really thought that that trounced everything that they've done in this whole book it was a waste of time his wife is battling her brother the brandon guy he could have just done that like immediately and just saved her as well like there's no one on that team that needs to waste their time fun when he could just magically teleport bullshit into other people's skulls like the (laughs) fuck are we doing why are we wasting time you could have finished all of this in an after fucking noon like christ hundreds of people are dead thousands of people are probably dead because of that him not doing that just immediately because you don't even have to see him you could just say it and it would probably just do it yeah it makes no sense or that guy that knew those freddie mercury with the with the cool haircut he, he's not a, he's not a band member in war he's like their like sideshow guy their fake agent sleazy oh, okay. P. martini i believe his name is he looks more like that guy than he does Freddie Mercury. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Cool Freddie Mercury like mustache. <laughs> yeah, it is cool. A couple other notes is uh I like how there's like a Baptist jihadi alliance. That's pretty funny. And then the other one is Neutrino, how she can just like get so small to ride an electron on a phone to like teleport That's herself. I was, I was just about to mention how confused yeah. I was about that part. <laughs> She just like like latch like hugging onto it with her arms like oh I'm on electron now. Is that how that works? Is that I don't know how phones work. I guess, but well, it, I guess it has to be something. I, I don't know because like I was just like I was thinking that she was going inside of that uh, the guard lady's like mind or like body to like just expand and like explode her from the inside yeah. out like track trigger like that. I had no idea that like she was gonna take the like headset call to the other radio station and just somehow ride it and take it over that way that was very confusing it's really thinking outside the box it is yeah all right what 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 else you got you got anything else no okay i like the first one better and i the first one i read better so um i'm more excited for that better too yeah I like that Walter no longer has the like Brack's dad mustache, but he's got a cool beard now. Yeah. That was cool. That was a plus. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Utopian had this uh, like shoulder length gray hair too. I mean, it's cool. They look cooler when they're older. Want to hear some reviews? Sure. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. So the first one is, and I just took the two 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 star reviews, but they weren't as a negative they didn't talk about the things i want them to talk about uh so the first one's two stars after volume one this is disappointing the first volume was epically good 
This one closes the story in a very unsurprising and conventional way. Not bad, but nothing special. I had much higher expectations. Wait a second. Unsurprisingly, I was, I was surprised. How easily, yeah, he did that. Like it was nothing to him. I mean, conventionally, yes. Surprising or unsurprising, no, is very surprising. I couldn't believe that. All right, and the second one, the second review is also two stars. Meh. Great art, as always, from Quietly, but these days it feels like Miller is coasting. So there you have it. Speaking of coasting, Speaking of flashlights. Oh, yeah, there's flashlights in this get, next one. I was one. trying to work coasting in there, but I couldn't come up with yeah, it. Yeah, well, speaking of coasting, all the camp counselors in uh, Wet Hot American Summer probably just want to skate by doing as little as possible, right? Oh, yeah. Andy. Andy, there you go. Yeah. That's his character trait. Yeah, exactly. Wet Hot American Summer comic book. Is this like a really popular franchise? Because I, I don't think I've seen the movies at all. But Really? I'm surprised that there's a comic about it. Well, so there was a comic, or I mean, the movie came first like 15 years ago. And yeah. it was okay. It wasn't a hit by any means. Uh, but then, like, people started realizing everyone who was in it eventually became gigantic comedic actors and stars and everything else. So I think yeah. it kind of developed a little bit of a cult following. And so later on, like, uh, David Wayne and Netflix reached a deal and he made a, a prequel show. And then they came back at a, like five years after that one with Netflix and they did a 10 years later show because at the end of the movie, there's one little scene where they make a comment about meeting back exactly 10 years to the date at exactly nine o'clock in the morning to like reminisce with everyone. So those two are both on Netflix. And then uh, this comic book series, I think, happened after that final Netflix show got released. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of big names on it, so I guess that makes sense that people found it eventually. It was the first job Bradley Cooper ever got. So, Oh shit. There you go. That, that right there. Yeah. Paul Rudd is there. Janine Garofalo, Michael Showalter. Oh, hey, Michael Ian Black too. Whoa. Showalter and uh, Wayne are the writers and creators of it. Oh, okay. And Black was also their comedic partner in the group Stella, which had like a brief show on Comedy Central. And they were all huh. members of the state with Joe Latreglia and Ken Marino and Carrie Kinney, who were all in the movie as well. And like all the guys okay. from uh, Reno 911, the creators of that, they're also from that state. Oh. So, yeah. Lots of, lots of people who went on to do huge shit compared to their stuff here. Okay. That, so that makes sense of why it got popular, but it, I still don't like why a comic book. That's very strange. I mean, Boom is the one that does all those like weird movie and cartoon TV show tie ins. So. Hmm. Why not? I guess who cares? Yeah, like the show I guess did well, well enough on Netflix that I guess someone thought they could make a little bit of money off of this. Yeah, let's cash in. Like, like it wasn't written by either Wayne or Showalter, which really hurt it. Like, yeah, like they they tried to like copy the like comedic tones of like all of the stuff that those guys wrote, but yeah, they failed terribly at doing it. Is, is the movie as cartoonish as this uh yeah it's closest to the movie itself i think oh really okay the movie is also on netflix because when they signed the deal with netflix they did incorporate 
that. So they do have it as a stream on there. If you've seriously never seen it, you should definitely check it out sometime. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe like I, I should. Like I remember telling you like a couple of weeks ago about how I got way too stoned the one night and I just sat down and watched a bunch of episodes of the prequel series. Yeah. Like it, it's fucking hilarious. I love this stuff. I, I love like all the Stella and the state stuff. So. Okay. I, I think it's a great movie. It's one of my favorites, but. I'll try it out. Why not? Yeah, I like how they have a, like what kicks off their problem of their camp getting inspected is this uh, old lady whose whose personality is very similar to Hank Hill, how she gets like all worked up when she's like, oh, premarital sex, boy, or um, cigarette smoking. Yeah, cigarettes. It's a it's very, very Hank Hill esque. So I appreciate that. Like, so this is a tie in that you won't get at all, but at the very end of it that old lady like pops up again because she's just been like hiding in the woods at the camp spying on them making sure they got shut down and yeah. then they confront her and uh <laughs> like at the end of it beth is, says if we ever see you again here or in town we're gonna beat you up steal all your money and use it to buy heroin which uh which then in the movie is like they go into town for a brief like half an hour break and that's the exact same thing they do in that half hour break it's like this nonsensical montage of them beating the shit out of this old lady, stealing her purse, and then buying heroin. And they're all like almost ODing on it and crashing as like hard as can be. And then they drive back in. They're like, oh, it's always fun to go to town, even if it's just for a couple minutes. So that's a, that, it's like that kind of sh- joke. Okay. But I love that they like included shit like that from the movie in this. I'm in then. I, th- I think I will watch this movie. That sounds funny. And you know they, they I like I like some of the other stuff they say like they talked about hot rod boners that's pretty funny and um the one guy was calling kissing beginning of sex stuff that's also funny I, okay I can get into this yeah the, uh the the one guy who's in it Gene like in the movies and in the shows it's uh Chris Maloney from uh from Oz and from SVU and all the Law and oh, Order okay. shit nice uh, it's always great to see him doing like comedic shit hmm. um. But yeah, I, I love that uh, Beth gets him like a little like I'm sorry card, and then McKinley, who's Michael Ian Black's character, gets one for uh, oh, what's that guy? Uh, ben, who is uh, what the fuck is that guy? Bradley Cooper's character. They get them the same card, and it just says, "Oh, I fucking lost my note. I, I'm impossible sometimes." <laughs> get it? Because it's got a little puppy on the cover. It's cute. Wordplay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. What else did I have here? At the very beginning, when they're tucked the kids in or whatever, and the one dude steps outside, the other guy like throws a beer at his head, which I thought he was just throwing a beer at his head because he was a nerd. And I thought that was pretty funny. But then, you know, it's like, oh, he's offering the beer to him, but it's still kind of a waste of beer. You got to like, Either way, this is an impractical thing because you're just going to destroy this beer and you're going to have one less beer in a camp that probably doesn't serve beer. So you're fucked. Like, and also, because I don't remember picking it up, but how much trouble are you going to get into if like it just sits out there and no one picks it up at the end of the night and then a camper finds it and drinks it? Like, well, at least the camper is getting rid of the evidence. Yeah, but I could just open it up and drink it myself and get rid of the evidence if I'm That's a true. counselor. That is true. And I would rather, rather it be that way. It's ungrateful little shits. 
Fuck you, Coop. Yeah. Oh, there was another thing. Blowing off steam into a lady. That was pretty, that was a good metaphor. Makes sense. Blowing your horny steam into a vagina or whatever he was talking about. There was dick cream. That was another thing. I like that. That's, that's another thing from the movies. Oh, okay. Dick cream for a little like 12 year old kid. That part was weird. Yeah. Like it's, it's just something Chris Maloney's character like has and talks about a lot. But yeah, apparently it belongs to a 12 year old boy. So that makes it creepy and weird. Maybe he has dick problems and it's fixing the. It seemed like it was a prescription for the kid. He didn't have dick problems when he was banging Beth. That's for sure. Ha uh-huh. ha. Well, oh. I was talking about the kid has dick oh. problems. <laughs> Do you have any other notes? Oh, I have lots of notes. Okay, good. Do you like to hear them? Yes. Cool. Abby has thrown out a bunch of like shit candy that they've had in the office for like 60 years. And I like that the one is called Arsenic Joy Joy's Candy. <laughs> that made me chuckle. That, yeah, that's that cool. That's gross. David Hyde Pierce from uh, Frasier, his character, he calls in and he talks to uh, Neil. It's like, stop these kids, stop these children from polluting my lawn with their ass dirt because the kids that kind of di- didn't get their medicine that day, they all turn crazy for a little bit and they go off on this crazy rampage and they just randomly start shitting in his lawn in his garden. So he calls the complaint to the camp about that. Um, I really liked Victor's awkward response to Nancy's offer to have sex before they got killed by those kids because the kids were hunting the two of them and they were going to eat them. Uh, he just responds with blah blah blanket secret parts come tummy virginity. I don't know what come tummy is. Is that when you pull out just like finish on a tummy? Yeah, I guess either hers or your own. Is probably your own. That's cool. Yeah. That's fun. Um, and then the very last part. So the last panel of the book, you saw the little can of vegetables that started talking. Yeah. Uh, so that is H. John Benjamin's character in this stuff. And Mitch, oh. that's his only appearance. But I-, I love that they still were able to work him in. Because like originally, he is dating uh, Jenny Garofalo's character. And so that's why he says he just had to watch his girlfriend and like his best friend at the camp have sex. So I'm oh. glad that they worked Mitch into it somehow at some point. Yeah, H. John Benjamin. Good. I'm impossible sometimes. All right. So you would recommend this book then? Thousand percent. It's fucking great. Watch yeah, the yeah. movie. Watch the prequel. Watch the 10 year after special. Watch it all. Read this. Everything went out American Summer. And then go watch the one season of Stella. And then go and find the state, all of that, and then read the nine one one, and the night of the museum movies because those guys read those too. All right, wow, all of that shit, cool. All right, ready for some reviews? I sure am. If they're negative, I'm gonna be angry. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck. No, they're not negative. Um, there's only two though. So the first one is five stars, great condition. I got this book very quick. It delivered in just a day and a half. Great quality. It actually cracked when I opened it. That's how new it was. Wow. So nice. new. Hot off the presses. Yeah. Then the other one is five stars. 
one of my favorite comics. This has got to be one of my favorite comics. The art style is gorgeous, and the storyline is very matching to the tone of the movies. Would totally recommend. And that's I also it. like, like you mentioned that Paul Rubb was in this without me ever saying that. Did you actually look up like the cast of the movie? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at IMDb. I was going to say, like, I really liked it because the art, like, you could absolutely, if you've ever yeah, I'd seen any of no it, idea. you could absolutely tell who <laughs> is who. Okay. Honestly, yeah. I like that. I'd have to see it first, I guess, because I could, I had no idea who. I couldn't tell the characters apart from one another either that well. Yeah, McKinley, they kept drawing very similarly to uh, another character. So I was getting a little bit confused with McKinley's appearances myself. Yeah. But like, once you saw that Paul Rubb was in it, could you immediately tell that like, he was Andy and that Amy Poehler was Susie and so on? I, I mean, I could probably guess now that I looked at the cast list, but I just looked at the cast list while uh, while you were talking about it. So I don't remember. Oh. Yeah. Could you tell Molly, Molly Shannon was the uh, art teacher? Uh, no. She was. Cool. Yep. All right. Everyone go watch it, read it. Yeah. Calm speaking tummy. of, um, <laughs> speaking of, damn it. Speaking of cum tummies, now I want to say now. I was going to say, speaking of being able to tell which characters are which, that brings us into our next show where they have characters that look like real characters or other characters that aren't real. I'll just play the song. Fuck these comic book shows. The superhero squad show. I hate this title. It's hard to remember. Uh, they they repeated it like a thousand times in the credits they, too. Dude, and I can't believe song, that theme song slapped, as the kids say. <laughs> that was a great theme song. They, I feel like they did two intros. Like there was a shitload of jump cuts right up front, and I'm and I couldn't keep up with it. And then they they sang the song two or three times, and uh, now I still can't remember the show's name. So it's not sticking with me. They they played the intro originally, and then like two seconds into it, like Iron Man is like, "All right, we've got the whole team here. Let's suit up, superhero squad." And then they kick into a montage playing the theme song song again. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. And the squaddies—they're calling each other squaddies. That's cool. It's very cool. They had to fight the Silver Surfer who had the Infinity Gauntlet. Not the Silver Surfer. Oh, Dark Surfer—that's what it was. But then he turned into the rainbow surfer. So there's like one for every color of the rainbow. That was cool. six. The infinity gauntlet colors. Yeah. Well, they happen to be similar to rainbow color. They're close. Yeah. Hello. Uh, hey. Hey. Ah, I didn't even know. On? I was mowing. The, I was doing yard work outside, and I was like, I wonder if they're inside. If they're doing doing it today. Yeah, we read some comic books. Have you ever seen you- the Superhero Squad show from Marvel? It's for like four-year-old kids? Yeah. You have? Okay. We're, t- we're, yeah, talking we're just about talking that about now. that. We watched an episode of it. Oh, nice. Did you already finish the podcast? No, no we just were doing it now. Oh, <laughs> talking you- about it for the podcast. Did you just start or did you? Are you like... No, we're like... Um, Halfway, maybe? Yeah, we're like 50 minutes in. All right, I guess I'm jumping. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm jumping in, I guess. All right, okay. let's talk. Fuck yeah, well, well, yeah, as long as you've seen the show, it's a good time because yeah, we I've just started talking about the show. 
Good. Okay. How many episodes have you seen? Because I could barely stay sit through one. Because I have a decent nephew, I've seen at least six or seven. Oh man. Yeah. This, wow. Okay. So that's the thing. I understand why they would maybe get a kick out of it, but dude, this was a a, a chore to get through. It was hard. Yeah, it was. It was very stupid. It's very cringe jokes. Uh, it yeah, it's very cringe kids. jokes. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's made for kids. It's to get kids in the Marvel and it's to market their toys because Marvel doesn't do anything or does a show without toy marketing. So if it can't market a toy, they will get rid of it. Like Earth's Mightiest Heroes, one of the best fucking shows they ever came out with. They couldn't market toys? Yeah. It basically, the reason why Earth's Mightiest Heroes got canceled, which that show is top tier, in my opinion, when it comes to DC animations. Uh, is because they couldn't market toys for them, and they wanted to market toys towards the oh. the Avengers movie sets. Well, the the reason they got rid of that one was because they wanted to recast and reform the team with the team from the movies to tie it into that shit. So they immediately like kicked it into uh, Avengers Assemble, I think is the name of it, because yeah. they didn't have the fucking as a character. He was a bad guy character on Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and they wanted him to be a, a hero since he is in the movies, so that they could start selling toys of him. Yeah, they see it all. It all is about what they can sell, and it's stupid because if they would have kept Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes, I guarantee that show would have been popped the fuck. It would have got five seasons easy. That's one of the greatest cartoons Marvel has ever been tied into. That's the one of my favorites. But yeah, no, Earth's Mightiest Heroes is cool. I'm excited for the Modok show coming out. It's all a commercial. Eh. I, I, I'm not the biggest Patton Oswalt fan, so what? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. I don't want to watch that at all. Dude, Pat Oswalt is fucking—he was great, he's but great now Kingdom he's Queens. just everything else. Who cares? He was—he was the shittiest member of the comedians of, of comedy. If you've ever seen that stand-up, which one? Comedians of comedy. It's him, Brian Posey. Comedians of comedy. Alphanakis. No, I've never seen that. I, it's good though. It's all. All right. Well, I'm glad that Pat Oswald wasn't in the Superhero Squad show, but I wouldn't be surprised if I heard his voice. Honestly, What's he does the worst show. God fucking awful. It was terrible. Yeah, I like him yeah, as a voice actor. Impressed. I think he does pretty good. Um, depending on what the role is, he was good. He was good as the sidekick cartoon character on Happy. I remember yeah, I was okay. It didn't bother me then, but most things. Now when I hear it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a shitty movie. I'm not watching this anymore. It just, I, for me, it just depends on what he does. Because there's some things that he does that is phenomenal. And then there's some things that he does that is just okay. Like, when he was on Community, um, and he did that filibuster about how the Star Wars, how Disney could tie in the Avengers and Star Wars franchise, that was amazing. That was on Community? I don't remember this. He, or not community uh parks and rec i'm sorry so he basically wrote his own nerd fan script about how he how disney could successfully tie in the infinity war series and star wars together because disney was buying them at at the same buying it at the same time and it's a really good filibuster i'll send it to you it's actually it's actually well written i was like damn this actually could have worked hmm all right anyway i have i have two more notes about this fucking uh, superhero squad show. 
the the first one is Captain America when he was uh, saluting the plane. Um, I think saluting is probably one of the most cringe things that anyone can do. I think saluting's fucking stupid. What do you guys feel about saluting? Um, I don't know anymore. Like what? Just like it, it's it's to the wayside of the handshake. Like after everything going on, who the fuck's gonna shake hands anymore? Like I I think saluting. Who's gonna salute? Wait, well, who's saluting you? I mean, the saluting, but saluting is not in your fake valor costume. Yeah, no, no. What I'm saying is saluting is not for us. Saluting exists for a reason. Obviously, no one's saluting us. But the reason why it's a thing is because it is a thing in military branches. Right. I feel like you can only do it like ironically, though. I don't think anyone can salute seriously. Right. Like you're only doing it because you think it's like funny. I don't know. I think. I have no opinion either way, right. I guess. I mean, okay. I never really thought about it, I guess. You know what I mean? It's one of those I, things. I, I just think it's stupid. Uh, I, I, I think saluting's dumb. I mean, what? They salute the president when he climbs his plane and they salute, you know, and all that shit. Yeah, that's I, that's that's clearly sarcastic salutes, though. Is it, though? When they salute the president. I think so. I think it's always sarcastic. Half the people that are saluting the president on his plane are doing it sarcastically. No, they're doing it because they're paid to do it. At least they're, they're paid to yeah. do it. I think. I think it's their job. Yeah, like they're, they, yeah, they're sure. But they, whatever they think, whatever they think inside, I think they're like, oh, I'm going to do it ironically <laughs> with everybody else, <laughs> how, right? How, I think the intention is how do you differentiate between a, a sincere and an ironic salute? salute. You can't. That's the thing. You can't. Only the person who's doing it knows, and I think everyone's doing it ironically because the only, the only, I would never do it like genuinely, you know. Because you were in the military, ever. you have no reason to ever do it. You shouldn't right. do it. Exactly. That's, that's the weird. <laughs> yeah. that's I, okay, I agree. Your argument isn't good. Like you should never do it. Period. It's offensive if you do it. I think. Right. Like I think it's offensive when everybody does it. I think it's too stupid and cringe. Or for example, the time uh, Tiger Woods went on his honeymoon and he took his ex-wife and his tw- and her twin sister. That's salute worthy. I respect that man. But I would do that I, if twins. I were to salute him. I would also be doing it ironically. No, no, I'd be like, doing oh, this it is so stupid. I'd I'm be doing it out of the passion of a grown man doing two grown hot women. I, that's a respect thing at that point. I'm at I the level of drunk right now where I thought when you were talking about saluting, you were talking about like standing up for the uh, like uh, uh, what's it? <laughs> when you go to the baseball games, everyone gets pissed at me because I oh, never the do it. Standing for the national anthem and taking off my hat. I don't stand for the national anthem. I don't have to define Well, no, I don't. Ever since post 9 11, I refuse to do it because everyone turned it into like a a shitty, like money ploy, like Toby Keith, Walmart bullshit. I won't do it. I don't give a fuck enough about America. It's not a good country. Go fuck yourselves. I'm not going to do it. I'm certainly not going to take off my goddamn hat. Go fuck yourself. And it's great because (laughs) old people and like veterans and shit, they all cry to me and they're like, you should do it. It's respectful. Suck a dick. I don't give a fuck. Oh, they get people get pissed at you, bitch. man. They get so mad. They get so heated about that. Dude, so man, the greatest thing ever. Thought, thought this was the land of the free. I can't. I have to take off my hat. You're, That's, you're what, what am I? A slave died, camp here? Right to fuck. Tell you to go fuck off when you're telling me how disrespectful I be. Yeah. Stomping. Don't don't tread on me. <laughs> These colors <laughs> don't run, bitch. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I went, came in at just the right time. <laughs> USA, USA, right. fuck standing up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very un American to stand up. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm talking about the thing where you put your hand on your head, um, like where, where you 
You're like you're doing the um, like Heil the Hitler salute, but you're bending yeah, yeah, your elbow. Yeah, that one. Yeah, like you just put your hand on your head and you like down like a fucking douche. Yeah, it's fucking retarded. Yeah, I hate it. I don't have a superior. I hate saluting. There's no reason for me to ever even pretend to need to do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, that was my one thing. I just got a. I just got. I, it was very cringe when Captain America saluted the other heroes in the plane or whatever the fuck they were like, doing. I suppose like Bucky and Falcon, they could salute Cap. Right, they could salute Cap. Ranking officer and shit. Well, technically, Cap can salute Falcon and Ms. Marvel because they are her his higher ranking officers. But right. if he does it like Bucky, then it's like cringeworthy because it's you're you're doing it lower. I don't know how that works. I think you do it all right in ranking, not lower. I'm completely making this up because I'm drunk right now and on a rampage. Yes. It's probably like that. Probably I think correct. you're right. I would assume I'm correct. In military training. Yeah. Yeah. With my extensive history. <laughs> I, I'm too, I'm too, we're, we're too smart to have joined the military. General, but this is great either way. I, <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. I just this hate it. Captain Marvel gets saluted by everyone because she's number one. Captain America Falcon gets saluted by everyone because he's better than Captain America Steve. Because Steve Rogers is a little twat. Steve can salute Falcon and Marvel. Bucky can salute all four of them. No one can salute Bucky because he's the lowest ranking one of them, right? Well, couldn't a regular civilian salute yes. Bucky? No. That, then they're doing not. it ironically. What the fuck? <laughs> is this, this is the most insane conversation. That'd be more offensive once- than me not standing for the national anthem. Yeah. You know, we once had a conversation about whether or not uh, I think it's yeah, Gorilla Grodd's mind mind. Oh, yeah, mind, that rape? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the monkey rape. Remember, we once talked about monkey rape for 30 minutes. I feel like this is weird. That was a heated the issue, monkey though. Rape. Still haven't gotten to the bottom of it. He clearly took advantage. I, I would say it's, yeah, it's not consensual monkey sex. It can't be. He's controlling their minds. And factually, I had to look this up. Monkeys have sex in a bartering system like prostitution, like they trade for sex, which is That's weird. I get all oh, cool. my sex too. So Therefore, you, you are a monkey, Dave. I mean, I order things in exchange for things. <laughs> also, to, to all you lonely ladies out there, Dave Stewart, 50 bucks, the time of your life. Just saying, we need to raise money for drafts of black tongues here, so we're prostituting yeah. Dave out. Hey, whatever happened to our um, OnlyFans sponsor, Dave? Is that still a sponsor? Wait, what? <laughs> Do you remember that if one? Yeah, of course I remember. <laughs> if you guys need me to put a speedo on and pose naked, I'll do it. No, it's very, it's different. It's a different oh. thing. Okay, we're we're okay not uh, shutting that one out anymore. I think. <laughs> okay, should we actually have an OnlyFans sponsor? We we had one for like two weeks. <laughs> what happened to it last summer or la- this time last year I was doing extremely well with women in their like mid to early 20s <laughs> teens I mean yeah. if I can give the audience a little bit a little bit of a, an image here for some reason you have what I call and this is the same thing I have George Costanza syndrome because if you think about Seinfeld who got the best looking hose it was George Costanza and since the audience doesn't know what we look like, me and Dave both look like old mountains of crap. But for some reason, 
women genuinely, especially Dave. I've never seen a man get so late and a lot and, of awesome hats. And he's just a fat old man like myself. But women love it, so good for good for DC well, the God. Well, like lately, for some reason, I'm getting a lot of single mothers. I don't know huh. how or why that's working out for me, but it is, and I'm gonna keep going with that. So. George Costanza syndrome. Job, Look man. at George Costanza. He's just an old balding man, but he got the finest hose on Seinfeld. It's the same thing. Women just, they like dad bods. That's what it is. I'm thick. Uh, so, wait, wait, wait. Go, so, about that so, so, you were doing no, well no, with women. That's off air shit. Uh, and the <laughs> other thing, <laughs> I like at that very beginning, during the previously on segment, Stan Lee is like, I, I think he's supposed to be like the watcher. Like it's supposed to be implying that he watches every episode and he's like the recap guy outside of like the, the meta world of that show. But I love how he's like, yeah, the last couple of weeks, my uh, DVR has been on the fritz and I can't even be bothered to watch it. I love that. Yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, great. That's how you sell <laughs> your show. Cool. That's meta as fuck. The last note I had, though, is at the very end when all the heroes were flying away, like, yeah, we're in the squad. I like how the not the heroes who can't fly just each had their own flying car. I thought that was pretty awesome. That was like, convenient. Hulk was driving a flying car. Captain America driving a flying car. Someone else. Wolverine, oh, probably. I like a jetpack, I think. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Scarlet Witch was driving a car. I, I like that. I like how they just like gave them. It's like, here, just have a car. You can each have your own car. You're not even carpooling. It's way total waste of energy. They're like fuck the environment. I wonder what fr- flying cars run on. It has to be jet fuel. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably something terrible for the environment. <laughs> awesome. I like that running the accuser was in it though. That was fucking cool. I oh didn't yeah, like that. yeah, he, he was the guy though. He was accusing people. Did do that. That's true. Do, doing his job. Roman was Surfer. a pretty cool bad guy in general. It's funny because Mary watches. Like, out of all the movies, I think she's seen both Guardians movies the most. So every time I walk upstairs or if I'm in the basement on the PC, I'll see her watching Guardians of the Galaxy. And the cat likes it, too. So her and the cat are just both staring at the TV, which is which I could send a video for if you guys want to see my cat watch Guardians of the Galaxy. It's real weird. But, like, uh, I think it's the colors. But anyway, yeah, Ronan was, I think, my favorite, one of my favorite villains. He was really cool, like, the idea of it. Like there was a brief time in the Guardians of the Galaxy comics where uh, he and Quill had like a mutual respect for one another, and they weren't enemies for a brief period. They were like working to help each other to get this Black Vortex thing, which was like this mirror. And when you looked into it, you got like magic, even better powers. And that uh, Jason, his his real dad, not the shitty ego version of his dad from the movies, like he unleashed it on the on the universe, not the world, but. Uh, on the space world. And so they were working together to stop him because they both knew how terrible of a threat they posed. But he was like a brief superhero then. And that was cool because Ronan the Accuser is still a badass no matter what he does. Yeah. I actually would have liked to see him have a mini a mini war with Thanos and him get more than one stone. That would have been kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, I think Thanos is Thanos is like a god, basically, or not a, a celestial, which is basically like a space god. So I think he would still end up winning against Ronin, even though Ronin is like the top of all the Kree fighters. 
I think it depends on the gems. If you got if you got the right gems, I think you'd be all right. It just depends on the gems you'd have and where the fuck you'd store them because you can't hold them. He could put them on his awesome battle hammer. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, that'd look cool. That's way better than a gauntlet. Way better than a gauntlet. I agree. Ten times better than a shitty gauntlet. It was funny. I was watching the skit uh, online, and it was like, "Why Magneto's not in uh, the the extended universe of Marvel?" And it's like they were just. It was just like uh, Thanos sitting there, and he's like, "Oh my god, a metal gauntlet! Are you for real?" And he just like brings, takes it off his hand, and brings it. I was like, "Damn, I guess that's a good point." Wait, Thanos broke Magneto's hand? I missed that. No, Magneto ripped. The gauntlet from from Thanos's hand because it's just a giant metal gauntlet that Magneto could easily just take. Magneto can control metal, Dave. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, what? It's not gauntlet. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what? That's why. It's a, surpri- a big surprise. It's the first I'm hearing about this character. He sounds <laughs> yeah. cool. Oh God. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. He's a hero of the whole thing. I mean, he has stretches as a hero. Yeah, he does. It's like uh, they have the answer pretty much for everything. They're like, well, what about the Hulk? And he's like, you're going to beat up on a Holocaust survivor? I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like, I guess this is Hulk's Jewish <laughs> Jewish guilt. Hulk's anti-Semitism coming through. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if Hulk was like really excited about beating up a, a Holocaust survivor. Just, I don't know why I just laughed at it. I'm even more I'm even more angry now. That wasn't oh, real. No. <laughs> I'm angry. Oh god. <laughs> well, it was a good run. We had a good run. We're gonna yep. get canceled out immediately. <laughs> no, Hulk said that. I was quoting Hulk. Those are not Correct. my thoughts. Okay. Those are fucking racist. Go talk to fucking Disney about it. Not me. That was Disney's words that they wrote for Hulk. God fucking walt disney all right um do you have anything else about this superhero squad show because i don't no like i'm interested to see a kid's reaction to it like i think they would love it because it's god awful shit dumb humor but like on a level not for me but for like a kid so i think they would get a kick out of this i could see how it would work but yeah for for us as adults it was so fucking bad. It was so dumb. Yeah, I hated this. I how many seasons did it have? Two. Three? Two? I, it was two, but there has a good amount of episodes in each season. It's okay, it's, it's one of those. 25, 30 episodes or something. I mean, that's the most as a as a cartoon creator, if you get two seasons and you get like 60 episodes out of them, that's the most you could ever ask ask for. It's time to move on at that point. Yeah. And like the one thing, you know, one other thing, like I remember in the game specifically, it, the game storyline was uh, you're this new recruit to the squad and you're that dinosaur boy. I, I don't remember what the fuck his stupid name was. The one that he could become like, a T-Rex or whatever. Yeah, he was like created for that show, I think. And like he's in the opening credits, but he doesn't make an appearance at all during this final mm. episode, which was kind of weird. Like, if you made this show as a vehicle to, like, make him a thing, wouldn't you think you'd, like, include him in it? Yeah, Dinosaur Boy sounds awesome. I mean, we have Beast Boy. He's way better. Not Marvel doesn't have that. 
need our dinosaur boy. Oh, you're right. Marvel does not. I guess we have dinosaur boy. You're right. Marvel does not have that. That's right. Damn. Also, no, I wouldn't recommend it. it. I was forced to watch it and it wasn't great. Yep. Not my thing. All right. So anyway, next week then, um, I think we have done what we're going to do with our invincible reading. So we're going to read volume four through. Do we want to do three or four, Dave? Is four okay with you? you tell me. I, I could I could read four volumes. I remember them going easily. What do you think, Ralph? You want to read Invincible and yeah, give, join just, us next week? All yeah. right. What do you think? Three or four collected volumes? Oh, like uh, three? I don't know. Whichever, whatever you tell me to read, I will read it. All right. Well, we'll go with four then. So that would be volume four, five, six, and seven. That's where we left off on this show, actually, a, lot, a year or two ago now. And that is where the series ended at the exact same spot. So it's a perfect place to pick up. I'm a lazy bitch. I usually just audio book it anyway. So I'll just put my headphones in and play. Cool. Did you, uh, Ralph, did you see the last episode, the finale? Uh, yeah, I made my, it's funny. I got married to it and we had, we started from the beginning. We ended up watching all of it that, that same night. Mary was obsessed. So yeah, we saw the last episode. So they were saying yesterday on, uh, Amazon was announcing they picked it up for seasons two and three. Yeah, Mary told me that they got approved. They got approved early for it too. Not surprising though. I mean, they're just doing exactly very similar to what the comic was doing, so it really makes sense that it would get picked up. I mean, it was a good comic. It's good show. It's a good story. Well, it goes to show you that, like, so you know, D. I love DC and I love Marvel, but they've been in weird little spots lately where. A cohesive, a cohesive story for them has been really hard to do. Like their comics are fine, but lately all their shit has been kind of off to the wayside. Like even Captain the Falcon Winter Soldier thing was okay. Uh, WandaVision was okay. On DC side, some of the animated stuff was okay. They've been really focusing on Superman lately, and I don't give a fuck about Superman, but it's it's been all right. These people who just make story like make comics of their own out of nowhere are doing so much more better at story writing lately it's just surprising to me like how much potential's out there for like good comic book heroes i mean i wouldn't say it's out of nowhere it's like the number three company would be image i would think and then maybe dark horse four well what i mean out of nowhere is like they're just you know like they're they're not they don't have brand recognition like these other big comic book industries who have years of experience of story writing and they're doing amazing at it and i think it just goes to show you that i think that both dc and marvel could take a page out of their book i think they've almost forgotten how to write a a solid superhero comic or make a solid superhero movie and i and i think that's really sad i think it's just too many of the years and too much of the culture that has destroyed like a lot of the comics. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, obviously Dave would know a little more about this than me, but well, yeah, I mean, they're always focused on telling kind of the same story beats with each character. Like you, you know how, yeah. Uh, you got to see how Spider-Man got his powers. Like at the beginning of every reboot, most, most reboots. Yeah. It's it's like they're doing the same shit over and over and they never get any further. They never try anything different. Yeah. A lot of the time they don't. 
Yeah, and it, and it's it's a shame too because there's so many good things they can take from like both universes and they could try. Like we'll never see an Insidious Six. I'm almost positive it's not happening. They always talk about it, and then when the Spider-Man arc gets to that point, we it, it drops off, and it always drops off because we get the same shit over and over again. Like we're doing Doctor Octopus again, and the same guy is playing Doctor Octopus. He's not, you know what I mean? Like we always get to a certain point with Spider-Man and then it drops off when we get a new Spidey, but we never get any further in Spider-Man. I mean, isn't that what this one's supposed to be trying to do is finally do like the Sinister Six because they're using all the characters from the like last two Spider-Man universes? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. That's all we can do is hope and, and like success, like it continues and pans out. You know, like, I would like to see that. I'd like a Secret Wars. I, you know what I mean? Like, I would like that. I would like to see Spidey do some of that shit. Like, I would like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. It would be it would be dope to see all that. But, I mean, we'll see. Gotta build that universe first. That's yeah. what they're doing. Before we sign off, though, um, I'm thinking the Invincible thing. This would be the first Friday of the month, right? So the second Friday of the month would be for next week. So let's uh let's say second Friday every month we'll read a bunch of Invincible. Okay. Is a is a month apart enough time? I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna do them all tonight anyway. Yeah. So that's perfect. Oh, all right. Then that works. All right, cool. Oh wait. So in that so case are we, are we gonna go watch ahead. the show as well or no? Oh is that invincible? I was thinking do you just, just want to do Invincible only and just save it for the next week? That works. Yeah, we can do Jupiter's Le- Legacy um, for the following week, I suppose. So join us next week for our Invincible special, the first of our, what, like eight monthly specials we're going to do for this? At least eight. Yeah, at least. All right, so join us for that. Follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. I'm at DC the God. Follow me on two platforms now. Facebook, as always, Ralphiel Fregosa. And now I have an interesting concept where I'm doing TikTok videos. So you can also follow me on TikTok. It's called Boring Ralph, where I hold an item and stare off into space for 10 or 15 seconds. And I do one of those every single day. So if you want to see me stare at something or hold something while I'm staring at it, follow me on there. Will you hold a can of do for me? Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> Take your quest. <laughs> I promise. I will literally, I will literally this weekend go get do and hold it and stare straight off into space. Maybe I'll blink once. Oh, sweet. The idea behind it is, long story short, not to keep you guys, is that I think anyone can get TikTok views because it's so easy to get because of the way their algorithm works that i'm just doing a tiktok where i just do boring the most boring things i could do and see how many views i can get my one view of me staring off in the space got 512 views so so yeah so boring we're killing it really crushing it all right yep. figure, figure out how to upload our episodes to there so you can use yeah. them as background <laughs> music just do 15 second snippets of yeah. these episodes just, yeah. just, just, just like play our podcast in the, in the background. background. Yeah, 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 do that. That's what the people want to hear while you're no, play us ta- play us talking of saying the Patreon though. Make sure you get the Patreon just part. That. Yeah, <laughs> just just put that on loop the whole time. Jesus, <laughs> deal. 
Yeah. So find us on Patreon.com slash Giraffes Have Black Tongues. Ralph's TikTok viewers. Ralph's TikTok viewers. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, and also go to um, SoundCloud.com slash DJ Von Mir for the music. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. does like a thousand sponsors for people i don't know how how do you even do something like that we have to like reach out to them but i I think we need some figures that we have somewhat of a listening and backing because i think what the i think how it works is you give them like your little code and if no one at all uses it they drop you immediately so we would actually need listeners that will actually buy the shit that we promote i mean i'll buy some blue shoe all right, let's let's reach out to him and tell him. Yeah, Seriously. I'll fuck I'll fuck Mary for three hours without having to even think about a boner. That'd be cool. I can just like just walk around with a hard dick all day. That's sweet. Yeah, stare at stuff. <laughs> do that in your TikTok. Yeah. Your, stare yeah. at stare at your hard dick. Yeah, <laughs> do I'll be like Mary. I'm gonna read you and your dick, but just staring off at an orange or something. <laughs> I'm like Mary. I'm gonna read this book while having sex with you. <laughs> Just fucking the advantages of blue. I'm gonna read Invincible while having sex. That's gonna be great. <laughs> that's the dream. Bluechew.com slash giraffes black tongue. I think that's how it works, right? Is that too long? I don't Just know. try it. That's our that's they'll, our promo. They'll tell code. us our code. I don't think we get to pick it. I'm not sure. No. Okay. Hopefully. Fingers crossed.